This episode of HR Rescue is sponsored by MBI Worldwide. MBI Worldwide provides compliant employment screening and safe hiring management solutions. Excellent customer service, integrity, accuracy, integration with existing HR software platforms, secure online account access, and a wide range of products and competitive pricing define why MBI Worldwide believes that good screening is smart business. Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! Domestic violence is a widespread problem with one in four women and one in nine men being victims of sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner, according to federal statistics. Although domestic violence usually occurs outside the workplace, it can have a tremendous impact on the workplace, as it may lead to reduced productivity and morale, increased employee turnover, strained relationships, poor job performance, rising healthcare costs, and attendance issues. Employers should take steps to minimize the risk of liability and keep the workplace safe for victims and coworkers. In managing domestic violence at work, the following are some issues to consider. Number one, adopt relevant policies and procedures. An employer needs to develop and implement policies and procedures addressing issues such as workplace safety, harassment, and domestic violence. These policies also should be a part of the employee handbook. A domestic violence policy may discuss the protections and assistance the employer will provide to victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking. The Workplace Violence Handbook Statement should state that hostile, abusive, threatening, or violent conduct will not be tolerated. It should also state that employees convicted of serious crime or felony may be terminated as the safety of the workplace is paramount. A workplace violence prevention policy outlining prohibited conduct can be an integral part of workplace violence prevention program. It helps demonstrate a commitment by management to maintaining a safe and secure workplace for all employees. The employer's sexual harassment policy should outline the proper workplace conduct and clearly identifying harassing, abusive, and illegal behavior. It should further include a multi-channel complaint procedure, allowing victims to bring confidential complaints to management. A visitor policy can be helpful as it will address workplace security measures to keep the employer's property and premises safe from unauthorized third parties seeking to gain entry and potentially cause harm to employees. Number two, train employees and supervisors. An employer should conduct training on domestic violence and workplace violence for all employees and supervisors. The employer should stress that violence is a serious issue and advise all employees to report potentially dangerous situations to the employer. The employer should stress that all complaints will be kept confidential to the greatest extent possible. An employer may also want to train employees on the steps to take in case of an active shooter on the employer's premises. Supervisors should receive enhanced training with regard to active shooter events and workplace violence. Further, supervisors should be trained to recognize possible signs of domestic violence, such as markers of physical harm or bruises, increased stress or emotional withdrawal. Supervisors should be extremely sensitive to these issues as changes in behavior may affect workplace performance. 
Supervisors must also understand how to report these instances to HR or the employer in confidence so that the domestic violence victim may maintain his or her privacy, but also obtain the appropriate level of support, either through counseling or an employee assistance program. Number three, provide victims with leave and accommodation. It is critical to provide domestic violence victims with the assistance they need in terms of leave and time off to tend to injuries, attend court appearances, and obtain social services. Victims also may need to be provided with accommodations so that they can effectively perform their jobs. Employers should be aware that a number of state laws specifically provide leave and time off for domestic violence victims to attend court hearings or seek medical treatment or counseling. Other employees may be permitted to take time off under federal or state family and medical leave acts in order to treat domestic violence injuries if the injuries rise to the level of a serious health condition. Further, some employers may now adopt procedures that allow employees to use sick time, vacation time, personal time, or disability leave to take time off for domestic violence issues. Some states require an employer to provide domestic violence victims with the reasonable accommodations necessary to perform their jobs safely. Number four, avoid discriminating against domestic victims. An employer should make sure that it does not discriminate against domestic violence victims. On the federal level, an employer may be liable for discrimination against a domestic violence victim based on sex or disability. On the state level, some state EEO laws specifically prohibit discrimination and retaliation against domestic violence victims and provide protected class status. In light of a potential employer liability, it is essential for an employer to institute policies and procedures banning discrimination against victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, or stalking. Number five, increase safety measures. It is important for an employer to have the appropriate safety measures in place as domestic violence may follow the employee to work and directly jeopardize the safety of the workforce. Under the General Duty Clause of the Occupational Safety and Health Act, an employer is obligated to provide a safe and secure workplace for all employees and may be liable for failing to protect employees from harm. Additionally, if an employer fails to adequately protect its workforce from violence, the employer may face tort liability and risk claims of negligence, negligent failure to warn, and intentional infliction of emotional harm. In the very worst scenarios, domestic violence victims and their coworkers may face serious harm and even death. Therefore, if an employer knows or should know that an employee is a domestic violence victim, it should privately consult with the victim and assess the safety risk. It may be a good idea to develop a safety plan, ensuring that safety and well-being of employees and coworkers and the steps to take if the perpetrator gains access to the workplace. The employer may want to consider increasing security measures and protections, such as changing locks or key cards, hiring additional security guards, transferring the employee, changing the employee's hours, alerting the police, and making the identity of the perpetrator known. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the Firm Consulting Group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go. This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com.